let's make this miserable sick person a little more comfortable and less self-conscious about the fact that they're like a bleeding shit-filled sore of a human. <laughs> Hi, this is Kitty from the future. Well, technically the past by the time you listen to this. Um, I just wanted to touch base in regards to why this episode took so long, considering we've had it laying around eh, pretty much forever. Um, well, there are a couple things. One, uh, the sound quality isn't as good as I would have liked, uh, partly because we allowed our dogs in the studio, where you can hear their collars jingling and their balls dropping. Well, not not their balls. I assure you, um, the one male dog is neutered. He has a tennis ball he likes to drop at a very rhythmic, annoying pattern. Um, additionally, too, coronavirus wasn't a thing when we made this episode. This was literally months ago. I mean, like, it was a thing, but it wasn't, like, the thing like it is now, right? Um, and I know a lot of people are drawing a lot of similarities between the plague as well as the coronavirus. I'm just gonna assure you that we're not gonna cover that in this. And plus the coronavirus is spread completely differently than the plague because most people don't, let's be honest, we don't have fleas anymore. That's not true, some people do, but still not as common as it was during the Middle Ages, but we'll talk about that through the episode. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Kitty. And I'm Annie. And we're here to do our podcast, Not Quite Right, a podcast about medical weirdness that has occurred throughout history. Yay! As usual, none of this is medical advice. Oh yeah, of course not. Like, don't trust us. Like, we're not doctors. Like, hell, I would say even double check our references just in case we made a mistake. (laughs) Um, Which we will put links to everything we used in the description. Um, So... Today we're actually going to be talking a little bit about one of the most deadly pandemics to face the world. The bubonic plague. The Black Death, as it would be. Um, This pandemic killed anywhere from supposedly like 30 to 60% of people. That's kind of a crazy stat. Either killed half as much or double as much as we think. So I guess that's kind of crazy. I guess records weren't really good, but that makes sense. Um, It spread throughout England in the mid-1300s, as well as Ireland. Um, And pretty much, like, what we have learned is, like, why was this really a problem? Well, why did this happen? Let's just talk about the fact that there were fleas, rats, people flinging poop into the streets, God only knows what else. Most importantly, people didn't wash their hands. Although that wouldn't have helped in this case, right? Yeah. Because it, um, it's actually spread mostly through fleas biting people that came from the rats. So and I guess. Ships. Oh yeah, and the ships. Yeah, I know. Like even in Italy, like they put like a ban. Like you have to like, they like see the ships coming. Throw out all your rats. <laughs> Get those rats off. They've been voted off the ship. them. You know what the worst part is though? Rats are real good swimmers, so they would just probably swim to shore and infest. But um. Okay. They would, like, make them stay in the port for 30 days. Come on, they were trying. It was 1300s. Right? These rats, man. They probably... These people were like, hmm, is it rats? No, it's God's will. It's God's will. No, I think they, they're they like, yeah, yeah, they probably, or, or the Jews. But we'll get into that a little bit later, about why people thought this was happening. But pretty much, like, they would make them, like, wait in the port for 30 days, and then they, like, look down, and they're like, they look a little sketchy, like they have the plague. They're like, wait, 10 more days. If they make it those 10 more days, then they're good. But the bubonic plague is actually, I learned, like, a very painful disease. I don't know how to say any of these words, but black bubor 
Bubos? Like bubos and swellings would occur in the groin and armpit. Where your lymph nodes are. Pretty much, yeah, right? But it's kind of like, like, it's not like, I don't know, like, whenever I get sick, I usually get, like, a swollen, like, you know, lymph nodes in my throat. I've never had, like, my armpit or groin lymph nodes swollen, and I don't want to know what that feels like either. But, um, it apparently would last up to a week, so I guess you'd be dead after that week. Um, some chances of surviving. There was chances, Peace like... out! <laughs> I guess these bu- bubos would burst, and, like, that would help some people, like, have an increased chance of surviving, which is, like, super sick. Mm. Like, just all your white blood cells and just... Oh, my God. It's disgusting. But in general, it said, like, fi- uh, victims had, like, a 50-50 shot of survival, so that's, like... Those are bet nods, I would say. Like, if you told me 50-50 shot of becoming a millionaire, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah, I'll take that bet. What about you? I think I'll just die from the plague. Oh, my God. That wasn't even in the... <laughs> I'll just die. Like, Annie, no, you had a chance to be a millionaire. No, I'm dead. It's it's fine. Like, that wasn't even an option. <laughs> but sure, yeah, I know. If I were to get the plague, I would probably also it's die. Like get the fever, and then you go crazy, and then you have all these bleeding sores. <laughs> oh, my God. People want to do weird shit to them to save you. I know, right? Like, and you have to. And you're probably hallucinating. Oh, yeah, if you, you think so? That, if you're in that much pain, and you're probably running... I don't really know how the plague works, but now I know they give you a lot of really, really, really potent antibiotics. You probably definitely have a fever um, because of the infection. I can just imagine if you have a high fever, and they don't really have the technology to get that shit down, like... You're probably just hallucinating and miserable and crazy, and I feel like I would just be like, all right, take me back and go to sleep. Well, I've been, like, severely dehydrated before, and I assume this is worse than that. Like, when I thought I was going to die, remember, I was like... Yeah. I was just, like, too weak to do anything. Pretty much what happened is I was hospitalized for an exploding asshole. Are we swearing on this podcast? I I mean, we could... Okay. I don't remember if we swore in the first one. Okay, we will try not to swear. We're gonna try to be PG, but we kind of grew up in the household of sailors. Pretty much we're half Irish, which means we're half swear word. Yeah. (laughs) We bit. Just a wee bit, you know. Yeah, but um, oh, just so you know too, the pathogen responsible for this was Yersinia pestis bacterium so it is a bacterial infection so yeah definitely fever definitely probably sepsis at some point before you die definitely uncomfortable and definitely the stuff that they were trying was like just horrible so let's talk a little bit about that well actually you know what no let's blame let's talk about what they blamed okay so doctors at the time like weren't super advanced um they would rather blame things like the movement of the planets a punishment from god damn you heathens Right? Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, like, God is, like, there's, like, the angry God, and then there's, like, the friendly God. So they're, like, oh, angry gods. Also, like, how much do they really know about planets at this point? Uh, Galileo was around, I think. They they knew they there was stuff up there. I mean, like, they could see the sky. Into they the knew universe. stars. Yeah. They, I mean, like, they thought they were at the center of it, but, you know, other than that, like... Ah, darn humans. So much ego. I know, right? Like... Uh, we're perfect. We just fling our shit into the street. Oh, man, there it goes again. We just fling our feces into the street and, and blame everyone else but ourselves. We are God's perfect image. Like, that's terrifying. It's that phrase everyone loves. God's perfect image? No. This what? is how we always do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is how we, we always... We cannot change. 
You know Why would we change? <laughs> Welcome to 2020. This is still a problem. I know, right? But, um, yeah, so punishment from God. Bad smells in the air. Um, enemies who had poisoned the wells. That one seems legit. Because I got... a shady neighbor trying to murder you through your water supply. Hey, people did that, though. Also, I'm a witch. That is also a possibility at this time. Like, it must have been scary to live in the Middle Ages. You're like, God hates us. The air is poison. The water is poison. I don't think you thought God hated you. I think God was just punishing you. Punishing your... you to death. Well, that's you, not. Did you really know you were gonna die, or were you fa- Were you optimistic and faithful that, like, hey, if I just pray to God, I'm gonna come around and be okay? Yeah, if you give more money to the Catholic Church or whatever church, or push <laughs> out more kids, lots and lots of kids. Yeah, just keep reproducing and giving money to and the maybe church. go on a crusade. A crusade or two, you know, you can't spill blood, so we'll just burn them to death. Yeah, I'm sure that was what God wanted. Anyways, okay, this is my favorite. So, um, some of them were like, if you stare at a victim of the plague too long, like, you got it. Those afraid of heavy eye contact, be aware. Yeah, like, don't make heavy eye contact. Don't even look at the plague victims. Just step around them. But the truth is, you're probably just around them. You know, your rats are neighbors. Their rats are neighbors. They're exchanging fleas, and then they it's come by you. Yeah, yeah. The child didn't know better. Um, and then I love this one. It says wearing pointed shoes, which is a fashion trend I've always hated. Yeah, like those heels. With those yeah, I'm like I agree and with this one. And then the itty bitty pokey heel where you're like, you could yeah, take someone's like, eye out. Like kid. you literally step wrong and you accidentally like drive it through someone's hand or something. Did your first grade teacher have really pointy heels? Yeah, she did, and I thought she was a witch. I legit, she I was like, stepped crying. on my hand. You're like, you still have a hand. <laughs> it's not just like a hole. Like you have like one of those like Jesus. It would be a little hole though. Like a piercing. She was a little lady. Yes, that's probably why she needed the heels, but still. Um, and also, like, if you have big feet, like I do, like, these, like, pointy shoes, like, they do you no favors. Like, none. Like, they're the worst. Because they add, like, an extra inch or two. Like, I don't even know why this is a thing. Okay, this Someone is... Someone just saw these pointed shoes and were, like, really offended by them. And then they were like, of course! This is what is causing your plague problem, society. I would definitely have started this rumor. Like... I would have been like, it's the pointy shoes. It's like, what's a ridiculous rumor happening today? But if they were importing the shoes, it could have been, right? If they were importing it via ship and the rest... Damn, Italian imported pointy shoes. (laughs) Why'd you need the Italian ones? You're in London, you monster. Right? Like, oh my god. Um... And then this one still happens today. Like, strangers in the village were often blamed. And, like, strangers in the village also tend to also make God angry. So this is, like, a one-two punch. And also tended to mostly be Jews or gypsies. Damn so, pagans. Are gypsies pagans? I don't think so. I think they just rip you off. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Yikes. Going but. So you blame the people that are not in your close, <laughs> comfortable circle because yeah. it's easy to blame someone. Like a certain ruler we currently have that blames people from the outside. Yeah. Sorry, I have a bad habit of tapping. Yeah. But like, okay, okay, here's my thing with the Jews, right? 
Oh, God. Jesus was a Jew, so it's like... Christianity didn't exist. Uh, okay. So is it like post-Christian Jews, like, are to blame? Even though he kind of did the same stuff? How did you know it was Jews? Because it said it in the article I read. It said mostly the Jews. Huh. You know, I mean, you see them with their... What is six... a good reason for war in all of society? Oh, um, religion. Freedom. Religion. No, I'm joking. <laughs> okay, that concerning. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Oil. <laughs> okay, I didn't want a realistic, like, I wanted a realistic answer, but I wanted the obvious, like, religious beliefs, wars, and, like, we're you better know. than you because we have this belief, so we gotta fight it out. Well, this is what you do as a ruler. You look around, you go, I want more land, and then you go, <laughs> no, 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 you go, well, God made me the ruler of this land so god must want me to rule that land because like i believe in the all the true almighty be it like i don't know like catholic god or like lutheran or i don't know the wasp or whatever um the wasp i don't know white anglo-saxon oh i don't know i don't know protestant protestant yeah i'm not really sure though Protestant, Pratties. Yeah, that's what it is. I have bad. I'm, I'm really bad at this too, so I'm not really religious. But, um, like, you go, okay, so God must want me to have all of this. So then they, like, we're going to start this war, and it's okay to kill them because they're different than us. And they're like, Shady. that makes sense. They are different than us, and it must be okay. And it must be God's will, because God is the reason for all of this. What do we do about the plague? So, what are the treatments? So there's this thing that rich people use to cure themselves. Uh huh. It was an edible career. An edible career. <laughs> you just eat for a living. That sounds you just amazing. Eat people. It's so much fun. It was an edible cure, and what they did was they took emeralds and they ground them into powder. Oh my god! And what so a waste. you only were able to get this cure if you were rich as fuck. Oh, I swore. And ideally... <laughs> you know, we're just going to swear and bleep it out later. You guys can figure it out. We're okay? sorry. You're fine. Oh, I'm sorry. You're fine. My dad was, I want to say a sailor, but that's not true. He was a public defense attorney, but... That maybe makes him more likely to swear. Let's be real. He swears a lot. Like, he has, like, no other vocabulary besides those five words. He never said the C word, though. And that's he knows important. a couple more. He knows a couple more. Anywho, so the rich man's cure, they took these emeralds and they ground them into a powder, and then they made the person eat them. Huh. So, like, I if, I don't know if you've ever used a mortal and pestle. I have a lab background, so, like, I, I crushed have. things with mortar and pestles, like pills and stuff. I don't understand how the heck you're doing that with an emerald stone. You gotta really want so it. So that's my first issue. Like, you're dying of the plague, but you're gonna use all your strength to smash the stone. Well, no, no. They're rich, so they're buying the powder. And you're who right. knows? They're paying other people. Yeah, yeah. That's what you do with your problems when you got money. And who knows, Annie? Like, who knows, like, if it even was that? They just said it was? Because so people always rip other people off. They like, would always. then take that powder and mix it into a liquid and drink it as a potion? Hmm. Or... Sometimes they would bake it in bread. Mm-hmm. Or they would be like, just aspirate on this fine powder of emeralds. It's a great life decision. Just you will be cured! Oh my god, so you're like breathing it in? They're like, I just can't stop coughing. <coughs> That's another way, All actually. I can think about it is like, hey, if you're eating a crushed emerald, is it like you're eating crushed glass? 
Were they actually just feeding you crushed glass and telling you you were eating an emerald and, like, the only reason you're going to die quicker is because your insides are now, like, sharded up? Sharded? Sharded? Get it out of your head. They're, like, (laughs) these shards just, like, scraping your esophagus and your intestines and your stomach liner and, like, then I'm, like, do you poop out that thing? I mean, if you if do, you're it's very sharp. If you lucky enough to survive, then maybe, you didn't, like, internally bleed. Maybe they, like, eat, like, a lot of bread post-wise or, like, maybe. um... It absorbs See, my things. whole thing is, like, breathing it in. Like, oh, my God. Like, people die from the cinnamon, like, challenge or whatever, right? Because they yeah. it's, like, too dry. they like, lose an airway. So I wonder if people have died from breathing <laughs> <laughs> the emerald. They were dying anyways. So is this, like, like, a better death? They're like, oh, God's will, where's my money? <laughs> will. Oh, my God. So that's the first cure that I saw that I was like, uh, what? Sharp things in your insides? This will make me better, definitely. This is also like, it's it kind of picks onto a part that a lot of people don't realize is that the plague could actually be, like, it can, like, develop into pneumonia into the lungs and can be spread by coughing. So I wonder if that's why, like, they're like... Oh, you're having trouble breathing. Here, breathe this powder, you know. Um, Wouldn't that make you cough more? It would, but they probably thought you were coughing it out because, like, the first one I found was, like, bleeding. Cough out your toxins. Cough them out and bleed them out. So, um, they, a lot of people went, like, this disease must be in the blood. It's in the veins leading to the heart, so cut open said veins or leech them, you know. But not your arteries. Um, and then they would also make an ointment out of clay and uh, violets and just apply it to any place that they had the cuts made. I don't know how that didn't get infected, but, you know, maybe it's like they're just immune because they're used it to the same. It just seems really agonizingly painful that someone's like, I'm going to cut you and you're going to bleed out this eel. And you know, like, you know it was like the same knife that they used on everyone else. Um, yeah. The you know same what they also, night. like, a lot of surgeons in that time were like, hey, you know how you know I'm a good surgeon? Look at all this blood on my, uh, surgical clothing. Oh, like, yeah, the surgeon my barbers. My are covered in bloods, so clearly I have a lot of successful surgeries. When in reality, you were like, hey, we're spreading bloodborne pathogens. <laughs> The more blood you have, the more uh, experience. Yeah, actually, they used to do that with teeth, too. Like, they would, like, pull people's teeth and, like, display it, like, outside their shops. There's just, like, all these teeth. Like, look at how good I am at pulling teeth. They're like, I trust you. We should do an episode on that, Surgeon Barbers. That's a really creepy graveyard. Like, this is this is my people's mouth graveyard. It's all their teeth. This but they guy, feel better. This old guy died. I took all his teeth and now I built a new one. <laughs> I was going to say, and now I can bite people with that. <laughs> I'm here to bite. I'm never coming to your medieval dentist <laughs> shop. I'm scared. That was, when I was getting my night guard fitted. My <laughs> what did you do to this poor dental hygienist? I was like, she like looked at me and looked at my dental guard and she's like, this is really big. Is Are we sure? And then she like put it in my mouth and she's like, you have a really big mouth. And I wanted to be like, the better to bite you. With the dental guard, like who says that? I had the opposite experience. They were like, I'm going to go get a child's dental guard. And I was like, 
promise I'm an adult. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I used to say that when I was a teenager. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but now I'll spit mine out in my sleep and that's probably Oh, really? Yes. Even though it was fitted by the dentist? Yes. I would go back and complain because mm-hmm. I've had mine for over a year and like... I just have this weird habit where like I decide it's not comfortable and I'm like... And then I wake up oh. and it's next to my head and I'm like, damn it, Annie. You had one job. Stop grinding your You're teeth in your dog. Sleep. The dog didn't eat it. He's tried to eat mine and Molly's tried to eat mine before. They love it. They're I don't like, wear mine when he's on the loose because I know he's going to come in my room and eat it and I'm going to cry. <laughs> a lot. Because that shit's expensive. Oh my expensive. God, it expensive. Anywho, now that we've talked about... Wait, I have one more dental guard story I want to share. Okay, go ahead. It's important to get the ones fitted by the dentist, because if you try to do it yourself, I don't know why this is, but it never fits as good. It's a temporary And fix. it, like, mine, like, I was sleeping, and it fell into the back of my throat, and I started choking on it. Gag reflex. I was like, uh, like, in the middle of the night. You guys can't see this, but I'm, like, holding my neck doing the universal Universal sample choking. And then I coughed it out, and I was fine, but I was like, oh my god, I almost died. I guess I'll have no teeth, and I like threw it away. <laughs> just grind them down slowly. Yeah, just grind them. Why do they use your teeth grinding for anything? That is something we should look up. Yeah, tooth dust to help you grow more teeth. Um, another one I had was like that I thought was on point. I'm gonna go. I'm like going like sane to crazy here. Was like lancing off the bubos. Like someone would come and just like cut that. Which like you know yeah they would just cut it. And then I have like a note here, and you have one that goes with this. Yeah. I guess I didn't. I went zero to sixty here because I forgot about this little detail. So lancing it off makes sense, kind of, because you think like this is the problem. It's painful. Get rid of it. Get it out. It's of in the my body. pits and near my groin. Um, but then they would take, like, the mixture you're talking about. It was a paste called poo paste, and it was yeah. made from tree resin, so think, like, syrups, flower roots, and poo, and they loved it, and they would mix it together and put it on your freshly cut open sore. Yeah, like, just, like, put poo in there. It, it, I don't so, know if it helps, but it said dried out human excrement on mine. Well, this one was a mixture. Oh, I guess it's not really dried out once you put it. Maybe it was like poop powder with the poop. Emerald. Maybe they like made the mixture while it was fresh and soft. And then like the earlier appointments in the day got the poop paste that was softer and then just got harder and harder. And then and the other it, ones got like hard crusty poop paste. Just balance this poop on this sore on your crotch like for the this. next six hours. Like, and you'll feel better. Translation to modern medicine. You'll colonize some interesting bacteria into your blood. Oh my god. And like, what's crazy to me about this too is like, um, if I wipe the wrong way, I get a yeast infection. So I can't imagine like... Girl problems. Like putting it into a sore. And you know it probably wasn't, it's not the sick person's poop. It has to be a healthy person's poop. I don't know. You're like, I bet you a sick person poop sold the poop and then used that money to buy emeralds. Do you think they thought that much about the quality of poop back then? <laughs> Sorry, hiccups. Trying really hard not to oh. hiccup into a microphone. I mean, if I'm putting it into my sores and I'm okay, hoping to get better, I am putting only human. healthy poop. You are 21st century human. This is true. Not medieval human who was like, I just had this really bad swelling and I'm dying. I'll do anything. Someone poop in my sores. Rub some flowers so it doesn't smell so bad. You got a pocket full of posies, posies right? Posies, posies, pocket full of posies. Oh my I don't God. remember the song. 
I don't really either. Another. Uh, oh, go on. Your no, turn. No, you can go ahead. Yeah, this one, this is the one I should have said first, is like vinegar and water. Like they would try to wash someone with like That's vinegar logical. and rose. That one is logical. That one's on point. Like, dude, did Ann Verge try to like wash you with vinegar? Why me? I, she always tried to wash me with vinegar. I don't She would like chase me around the house with like like this like 100 year old woman. She was like 94. Almost a centurion with like badass. I miss her. She's like, this little kid's real stanky. I'm gonna wash her with some vinegar. I mean, she made some poor decisions, but also she like would put like bananas on moles and be like, this is how you repair it. But oh, yeah. she yeah. also like lived I did that through for the a Great month. Depression and stuff. So, I don't know. Yeah. And she fed her dog whole slices of lunch meat to the point that our dog hid them behind her television for weeks. Oh my god, that was disgusting. Or the chicken foot. Anywho, <laughs> on the let's put uh, poop on our sores, we can also, uh, you know, bathe in piss. Oh yeah. So yeah. they would collect urine from non-infected people of the public. So maybe they were kind of logically thinking about yeah. public health at this time. Yeah. And they would basically bathe someone in it. Just a golden shower. I'll tell you this. I would like, take... Now you're like, you're sick. Drink some orange juice, vitamin C. Back then they were like, you're sick. Go buy this healthy guy's pee. <laughs> someone pee on me. For God's sakes, just urinate on me. Cure this. Oh my god, I can't, like, I can't even imagine, like, living in this day. Um, but yeah, like, just pee. And then also people, um, like, I wonder, so I guess I wonder, like, like, where, like, did they have, they had to have, like, cups and bowls and buckets, yeah. Yeah. They were, like, throwing. No, what do you think they, I don't like, know. collected things in? Like, their hands? Know. There's, like, <laughs> pee in my hands, like. <laughs> Let me splash it on my face. They're, like, My um, eyes, they love urine. They're, like, I don't know how to so say this, but. aged. Defying. Oh my god, there are people that think that now. That like... Oh, we do not need to go into the Facebook group. No, not today. So, no, I've been tagged in that stuff oh and I god. run away. I'm like, I, I'm so concerned. I'm so, yeah. And like, I'm just gonna walk away now. People love urine. People, weird, not like people, but like... A small segment of the population is like, no, guys, it really worked. So you know what else they're doing today that they also did back then? Hmm. Aromatherapy. Oh, my God. But they didn't have diffusers like we do now that kill your cats. I was going to say, I bet you the aromatherapy back then was, like, healthier and okay, where now it has all those weird chemicals that are sometimes used in pesticides and everything else. Basically, like, they were like, here's a little packet, fill it with flowers and fill it with herbs and you'll feel better. Or at least you won't smell oh, as yeah. terrible. Yeah, I forget what that's called. Which is like, more of like, let's make this miserable sick person a little more comfortable and less self-conscious about the fact that they're like a bleeding, shit-filled sore of a human. <laughs> let's make them feel a little... No, I like that idea though, too, because like you think like you're covered in shit. You're like a jellyfish stung my armpits and my groin area. If you could please urinate on those, that would be great. And um, the aromatherapy seems like something I would go with. Like I would be like pro aromatherapy, um, anti-pointed shoes. And since it had like, it seemed to have like about, it's, it's, one of the articles I read said like 50-50 survival rate. But I feel like it must have been less if like it was able to wipe out 60% of the population possibly. Yeah, I don't know or how I, mean, I feel like, about that 50-50 statistic. Yeah. Like, I... 
we'd re, we did an interactive learning in middle school where most of the school got the plague. And how many survived? Like four people out of like 250. They didn't pee in their, they didn't pee in their, their I just wounds. went to my locker one day and there was an accident. It was like, you got the plague. In English class, you got to sit in the plague-ridden corner. And I was like, huh. Oh my God. You know what the worst is too? I'm like, 12. I'm sad. They put the stinky kid from class there like, in the plague corner. No. Oh. I don't know. It was like a cute learning idea, but you were also like, damn it. I died in the Titanic last unit and now I have the freaking plague. You know what? They did something like that when I was in high school too that was like um, like STD and we had to like exchange, like we had like little cups of like fluid and it would change color and you had to like exchange it and then you put like this additive in it and then it would change color if you got like an std Mm -hmm. and like did you have to find patient zero uh we were supposed to but it was like gone i don't know (laughs) yeah no there were three of us and i was one of those three and i was like holy shit i'm invincible (laughs) (laughs) i've exchanged food with so many people i know my teacher's eyes got so big she's like (laughs) It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. <laughs> and you were like, ah, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, all right. All right. Um, Something that was kind of logical that they used is they would take this material called treacle, which is like a byproduct of sugar production. Because, you know, as a society, we've always been addicted to sugar. Yes. Even more, in the medieval ages. More sugar, please. Please, sir. Can I have a bowl but, of sugar? They said it would have to at least be 10 years old to be effective. So, like, likely the stuff was rotting. So. It was old. It was smelly. It was sticky. And it was supposedly going to help your body and combat the disease. But if you think about it, what makes sense with it is it probably colonized, like, different molds and yeast and other cultures in that sugar because they had a food source so they could mature and grow. And then once you, like, put it in there it was like i'm gonna eat this bacteria mm. that's or actually kind of cool over like overtake the bacteria that was affecting your body i don't know if it gave you a worse bacteria but i don't really know if there was anything worse than the plague like i'm sure there was but i mean getting rid of the plague seems like a pretty uh important goal at that point <laughs> yeah you know i'm thinking about the statistic now a little bit more and like if it was a 50 50 survival rate but people are doing this stuff to themselves maybe they decrease their chance of survival maybe maybe that's what it was but, but also um, how good were we at record keeping amazing like i'm sure there's people that are not documented that like existed but they don't exist to history because i think that we were amazing because i just discovered we had bowls then <laughs> <laughs> If we can make a bowl for a liquid, just because we can also record who dies and who lives. Just because, like a small, who will tell your story. I was gonna say just because a small percentage of the population can't, well, can read, and the majority can't read Annie, doesn't mean that they didn't keep good records. Okay, everyone signed with an X. (laughs) They're like, all thirty Mr. and Mrs. X's are here. We're good to go. All right. Um, I also have one, too. So I like that idea, though, about, like, colonizing mold to, like, cure it. Because it's kind of like what we do with penicillin. I'm sorry. Our dogs are here. And, man, they just want to really be a part of this. They're super cute. They want the cuddles. They want the cuddles. I also want the cuddles. Cause so this one makes a lot of sense to me. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, not possible. So it says, drink a drink from the ground horn of a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which, like, if you found that, like, so that would probably cure if it. If I was a person, a peasant in this age, and I was poor, and I didn't understand how the plague spreads, which I didn't because I'm a poor peasant, I would totally take my donkey, make a fake horn, <laughs> and start making money. Yeah, but- Very unethical, but, like... It's a unicorn. It also does my field plowing and stuff. Well, what part of the donkey are you going to use to, like, make the horns? I'm going to tape a seashell, like, you know those long triangular ones, to the head of my donkey in between its ears. Well, you don't have to show them the horn. But are they going to want to see my unicorn? You're like, I'm just going to run this. Like, I'm going to sell tickets to see my unicorn, and I'm later going to cut off its horn. <laughs> and peasant. I'm going to make it into dust, and I'm going to sell it to some rich folks. See, here's the problem with this plan. I'm going to get the plague. I mean, you were going to get it anyways, Annie. You were going to get the plague anyways, probably. Because I'm a poor peasant. Because you're a poor peasant. You're rolling around in your own shit anyways. You're probably rolling around in the donkey's poop. Like, yeah. the real question is You don't wash your hands. You're rolling in fleas and, like, like, you know how, like, some beds have, like, that canopy? Yeah. That's from, like, medieval times from rich people because they didn't want bugs falling off the ceiling on them. Mm-hmm. But little did they know the bugs would just also climb under the canopy and fall on them anyways. Wait. But malaria nets. That's also. Is that different? I think. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's related. I'm sure it has something to do with something. But I just remember learning that in middle school. Unless Mr. Nichols lied to us. Which he might have. I don't think it was intentional. I don't know why I just clap. I'm sorry, clap people's up. ears. Clap we don't up. have any lamps in here that we're pretending we do. <laughs> we do. There's you, one there and there. You have a clap on, clap off. No, I don't here. put that. No. Oh God, no. I always imagine like okay. you hear some guy fapping and like it keeps turning the lights on. That was my joke. Okay, I'm done with that. I'm done with that joke. I'm going to distance myself as far as possible from it now and make everyone in the general vicinity uncomfortable. Which is only me and a dog. Uh, two dogs, but yeah. Um, okay, so what other cures do you um, have? So there's this guy who I'm not sure if I'm saying his name properly, but his name was Thomas Vickery. Mm-hmm. And my first question before we talk about them is, how do you feel about chickens in your personal space? I think they're cute. They shit everywhere, though. Yeah. They're just, like, they're kind of stinky. They're not as dirty as, like, ducks. Ducks are, like, I'm going to spill water and roll in it everywhere. Also less likely to bite you than ducks. I mean, like, ducks don't normally bite, but, like, if you have, like, some domesticated ducks, like, sometimes they get nippy. Just, but not as bad as geese. Feels. Like if you go from the like what's most likely to bite you to least likely, it starts with like chickens are least likely little bit. chickens are least likely and Did geese you? and emus are most likely. No I'm joking. Llamas are gonna spit in your face. Llamas, yeah. Llamas oh and pigs bite a lot too, actually, I've learned. Pigs are pretty nippy. I mean like there's those cute ones, I guess, that are taught not to bite. I don't know how. Micro pigs and rain boots. I learned that a lot of micro pigs are just preemie pigs. Um, a lot of people are sold what they thought were micro pigs, and they end up being full-sized pigs. And then yeah. they're like, what do I do with this 800-pound animal? Oh, my God. I live in an apartment. And I would ride it to work. This is why you do your research before you get a pet. But so anyways, Thomas Vickery was an English doctor 
and he invented this technique where he would shave a hen's butt. So this poor chicken is like laying How did you get it to stay still? Living its life. And he's like, I am going to aggressively remove all of the feathers from its butt. But we're not going to stop there. Then we're going to strap this newly shaven chicken butt to your swollen areas. While the chicken is alive. Oh my god. And then the chicken is going to get sick from you because it's, you know, poriously, probably a little bloody from all the feather removal. And strapped to a sore that is, you know, inflamed and warm and gross and, you know, disgusting. And so then the chicken will get sick. So it's going to absorb. It's going to absorb your disease. And then they would wash it and repeat the process until the chicken or the victim was healthy. (laughs) Someone's gonna die here. We don't know which one. If this chicken so, doesn't die, we're gonna strap him to someone else. <laughs> so those poor chickens were just like, Ugh. oh my god, that's horrible. So they're like, but, they're like, either you or the chicken's gonna die. One of you is absorbing the other's disease. So some people were like, this is witchcraft, but chickens are capable of it. <laughs> again we've uh, done so many horrible so things to chickens the idea was that the chickens would draw the pestilence from the body and as your chicken is strapped to you and doing its work you just have to drink your urine twice a day like instead of having that water requirement of eight oh glasses well suggested so eight glasses you just keep drinking your pee like two glasses and uh, one chicken tied to all your sores and if it's healthy great if it's not healthy oh you might need a new chicken or died and now you just have a dead chicken strapped to you and you're drinking your own pee but that's excellent if it dies because it's absorbed your disease right you're like, you know what? just replace it with another chicken and hope that chicken stays healthy. Oh, so you want, so what do they do with the chickens if they live? If you guys both live? Like, you guys are like, me and this chicken are in this together for the long haul. Uh, I'm not were they, sure. Were they feeding the chickens while they were strapped to them? I don't know. Would you feed it? I would be feeding a chicken strapped to me. I feed everything that's like, hi, and- Annie. I'm a little bird and I need food. And I'm like. I mean, I don't feed wild animals, but domestic animals, I'm like, uh, okay. I was going to say, like, yeah, you feed everything in but the general also, vicinity. But also, I'm a 21st century person, and I understand that my dog does not know how to get its own food. And even if it does, it's going to eat all the wrong things and then shit all over my house. <laughs> um, Molly's looking at you very offended. Like, she's like, I know how to eat the right food. She found a cookie yesterday. Like, she brought the newspaper in and was like, I, she beat me to the kitchen because Bernie's a jerk and ripped it out of her mouth and ran away with it. So I chased Bernie instead of her. And I find her and she's already got a cookie. And I'm like, where did you get this biscuit from? How did you find a cookie? She's like, the Cavadoc. So I'm a little worried that she's figured out how to get cookies out of the bookshelf by herself. Yeah, she probably has. She's pretty she's smart. She's like... I am a labradoodle, and I am too smart for my own good. But I like cookies. Oh my gosh, Molly's so cute. Um, 
Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, would I feed a chicken strapped to me? I probably would and I would regret it because chickens poop like every five minutes. <laughs> well, what's worse is you're like strapping it. You're strapping butt. its butt where the poop comes. So you know you're feeling it. Like, you're feeling like that warm, like, oh, like just go like into your. <laughs> and like, how? Okay, why isn't this chicken scratching the crap out of you if it's strapped know. to you? That's right? A great thought. Like, I'm, like, so confused by it. And then, like, you also, like, you have a chicken butt near your groin area. That's a little weird. How do you, like, you know what I mean? Like, where your lymph nodes are in your groin? Like, that's kind of, like... Bathroom sounds really uncomfortable right now. I think you just have to be, like, sitting and, like, just, like, I don't know. And then you have them in both your armpits. The armpits Me would be, like, outhouse outward. outhouse and my three chickens. Just kidding. My four chickens. Well, I'm like, are you walking around naked the whole time with these chickens on you? Well, if they're in your armpits, you can't do anything. Like, your house is going to become a mess. Like, you know, you can't, like, hug anyone. You can't touch anyone. You know, there's probably rats just, like, jumping on you with their fleas anyways. And you're like, this is fine. The chickens are taking the damage. These, the witchcraft chickens, they'll use witchcraft to heal themselves, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Damn wizard chickens. So, there was, um, one person who was, like, ahead of their time, kind of. Okay, and the reason I say kind of is because I don't necessarily think this would help cure the plague, but I think this would help you survive in general. There was someone that's like, hey guys, the plague's clearly from the food. Don't eat food that smells bad or goes bad easily, such as meat and cheese and fish. We need to eat bread, fruit, and vegetables. How healthy. I know, right? And they're like, whatever, nerd. I'm just going to strap more chickens and pee in my (laughs) wounds. So, yeah, we got to the witchcraft. I am out of cures, actually. Do you have any more? I am, too. So my question is, if you are a plague victim, how are you surviving? My question is, if you were a plague victim, which cure would you try first? What are you you going to do to survive? The healthy one that you know better. You can't use... The rose water and vinegar, and you can't use the fruits and vegetables. What's your top, like, you're dying and this is your cure choice? I'm clearly not rich because I'd probably be like, oh my god, this person is sick, let me help them. So I'm clearly catching it that way. I would be like unicorn horn stat. So you're going to come to me. <laughs> I'm about to be ripped off. <laughs> I'm about to be ripped off, man. Um... I think I really don't want a chicken to strap to my crotch. <laughs> That's like the least favorite. Uh, like I would probably take the poop paste over that because like um, just the idea of I something being alive and me not being able to do anything. I'm like, well, I'd rather die anyway. and die. <laughs> I guess, like, you don't have to worry about doing anything. No, there were people, as I You know, oh, that's the thing we didn't talk about. Yeah, what? There are people who were like, it's a punishment from God, so they would go in the streets and, like, whip themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to mention. in a psychotic, like... Like an uncomfortable amount of misery. Well, I guess any misery is. An uncomfortable, but yet seemingly uncomfortable amount of misery for the time. Yeah. Yeah, so they just, like, walk around whipping themselves and being like, please, God, forgive me. Like, that's sad. I'd like to say that I would just want the vinegar and then, like, crawl into my vomiting hole and I'll just keep barfing and probably die of a fever-plague combination. Yeah, yeah, fever, probably dehydration. I don't Um, like sharp things. 
I would like witchcraft, sharp, dirty but things. I don't like witchcraft with chickens. Well, as a woman, you would probably be like burned. You like survive the plague, but then be burned <laughs> at the be stake like, later. You're a witch. You're gonna die. They're like she witch, lived. Witch, the chickens witch, worked this time. Witch. Kill her. But then, like with my luck, I'm like I survived, but I'm like 14 and I'm a pregnant person and then they decide I'm a witch but they want to burn me but they don't want to burn my baby so like I survive but they torture me in a hole and then eventually once I have the kid then they burn me I don't know what middle aged people were as indiscriminate as people were in Salem okay I thought they didn't like burning pregnant people I don't know I honestly have no idea but I just feel like as a woman and a piece of property at the time that's true like they might just be like YOLO and just burn you. She disobeyed her husband. She's a witch. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, pretty much. Like, they're like, she said she's tired of cooking and cleaning and being pregnant all the time. I'm clearly too poor for the emerald cure. Yeah. But also, this sounds miserable. I mean, I would eat emeralds. I wouldn't. I mean, I think it's a waste of an emerald. I'd be like, bury them with my body and waste them that way. Someone would just steal them for their own I know. devices. I know. Um, so, okay, there are some interesting things to talk about after this. So, um, uh, the plague is still around, obviously, because, you know, every once in a while you hear in the newspaper that someone dies from it. But um, did you know that it also hit Asia? I mean, like it makes sense. in the medieval sense. times? yeah. And it's still there today. Like, it's still just hanging out. I mean, like, it's hanging out everywhere probably, but just not as severe. But it um, it hit Asia pretty hard, too. But I didn't find too many facts on that because everyone focuses in on Europe probably. I don't know because they wrote the history books or something. I don't know. But um, in World War II, actually. Do you think Europe is just more open about it, whereas Asia just wasn't as recorded? Like, they don't... Well, I know Asia, like, definitely, like, in China and stuff, they took, like, steps to, like... um, Limit it? Well, to prevent the Europeans from coming around there too much, like, trade-wise. Like, they would meet on a neutral island. They're like, you're not coming into China. You're dirty. (laughs) Like, you smell. You don't bathe normally. Like, God only knows what you have. And the Europeans are like, got it. They're making it so hard for us to take them over. I guess we'll just trade part, be trade partners with them. So in some ways, it worked to their benefit. But yeah, they're probably more private about the matter. But they still got it. Um, but during World War Two, we share rats. <laughs> we share rats. We're unified. Um, during World War Two, Japan actually turned it into a biological weapon. Of course. <laughs> You know, that's like so real bad, evil. real unethical. So Yikes. I'm going to um, butcher these because I don't know how to say anything. But it's, uh, so these weapons were provided by Shiro Ishii units um, to use in experiments on humans before being used in the field. For example, in 1940, the Imperial uh, Japanese Air Service Bomb Nikbu, Ningbu. <laughs> Ningbu, I said Ningbu. Apologies. Um, with fleas carrying the bubonic plague during the oh my god, Ka, oh god, how the hell do you say this? Kabrovsky war crime trials. Oh, Kabrovsky war. The war trials. Um, the major Kiyashi Kawashima. Oh my god. 
Testify in 1941-1940 that the units dropped 731 airdropped. Unit 731 dropped uh, plague-contaminated fleas to start an epidemic. (laughs) So I just thought that was interesting. So was that successful? Um... You know, we'll have to look that up later. I'll have to look that up. I just was reading that like it was a biological weapon. I just like it just appeared to me and I was like, "Oh wow, this is like really evil. This is like some like like mad scientist really stuff." Sad. Um, oh, oh, and one more thing I wanted to bring up. So is these are kind of the war convection It is. Yeah, that's why like... they went to trial at the time, yeah. Oh. So there was change in medieval Europe actually as a result of the plague going rampant like um they were like, get rid of the bodies, get rid of the bodies, ah, you know, like they took the bodies and they threw them in a pit or burned them. And then they um, started like making it so like you shouldn't throw poop like in the public streets. You're not supposed to. But I'm sure people still did it because they're, you know, they're, they're shitheads. Even before it broke out in medieval Europe, you know what was crazy to me as a kid? Like, it, fe- it's, it felt like the Greeks and Romans were way ahead of the medieval Europeans. Doesn't it feel that way for some reason a lot of times? But they came before. Yeah. Um, it's quite a society. Yeah, apparently, uh, Hippocrates... How do you say this? How do you say that? Hippocrates? I can't Hippocrates? Say. I don't know. That's he, not right. The Hippocratic Oath Hippocrates? Hippocrates and Galen, um, both colossal figures in medicine, renowned for their wise and innovative advice, said, when it comes to the plague, leave quickly and go very far away and come back very slowly because this disease is going to ruin everything. And this disease, again, is still around today. Um, I guess uh, last November, there was like an outbreak in China of the plague. And I guess they kind of dragged their feet uh, reporting it, supposedly, um, to, you know, uh, I forget what it's called. Where we're supposed to report all our different diseases to. So there's like, like our center of disease control. Not our center. It's like the worldwide center right. of disease control. But I forget what it's called. I think it's like called WOW or something. World Health Organization. WHO. WHO who it's called who not wow wow who um but today with modern medicine according to the world health organization uh fatalities are anywhere from 30 to 100 percent in the deadliest forms so that's still pretty bad but 30 percent's like livable that's actually not much better than the middle ages if that guess was correct um but you know, I guess we have like other ways to like treat it. Like if it goes into sepsis, like and you know we have like all these medicines that can constrict your blood vessels because you're hyperdilated. If we need to, we can throw you on a ventilator to breathe. So literally, all you have to do is just be knocked out by drugs and exist until you can ease through it. But I think um, one of the biggest concerns is like places like Madagascar continually being ravaged by this disease. And that eventually maybe the antibiotics we have will become less effective. It says like in Madagascar there was like at one point there was like 2,400 cases reported and about 200 people died. So that's like 8-9% eight, eight, fatality. What year was that? Um, 2017. <laughs> I know, right? I was like sitting there like, like I associate Madagascar with those animals. Those penguins that those, have a movie. The penguins that have a movie and the lemurs. And, like, I love lemurs. They're, like, super adorable. Zumafu. Yeah, right? Zumafu or whatever. Oh, oh my Wasn't God. Wasn't it Zumafu? Maybe it is. The I PBS forget. Or WTZW? Yeah, probably. Shit. So they're... Oh. 
Well, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know that was a thing. Anyways, <laughs> so I'll show you it. I'll show you it after this. The so, plague wreaked a bunch of havoc, and, and now it still is. It's it's rampant a in Madagascar. Um, slight break, but damn, stay out of Madagascar, fam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a small island. Like, how are there this many like cases? Because you're on a small island. There's only so many places you can go. I get so you're like stuck with the disease. So like it goes one place and then it just spreads everywhere. And um yeah, and then places like Russia, they for years they've been claiming that they have like a plague vaccine, but no one knows if it works. Which seems weird that we haven't tried to run clinical trials with this vaccine, considering this disease almost wiped out, like, humanity. Does Russia share their vaccine? I don't know. I feel like they should. I feel like they should share their vaccine. I mean, like, they don't want to share it with us because we're American. But, you know, like, they could share it with China, and then China will share it with us. On the politics. You see China like, no, you're still dirty. Ah, stop it. I showered today. So, we Today we treat it with antibiotics. Yeah, we do. Yeah. But like And supportive care. So whatever that is. Like not like whatever that is. Like supportive care being like whatever we need to like keep you going. So like if you go into sepsis, we're gonna give you like Epi or like some other, you know, vasoconstrictor and then put you on a ventilator if need be or I'm sure they probably give you some painkillers for these boils. See, I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I saw like black things forming on my groin and armpits. Like, I would be like, I'm a monster. (laughs) Now I know it's the plague. I didn't know that happened, though. So, like, the CDC is saying that, like, in the last couple of decades, we're averaging seven human plague cases a year. Oh, then I don't know. I guess. That are reported. What the hell is the stat from Madagascar? Okay, maybe that's not a reliable. But this is in the US. Oh, this is... Okay, so that makes more sense. Some poor 96-year-old got the plague. Oh, no. I would be, like, I would be so mad. Like, you don't just live to be 96, like, and, like, you know, like, see all your friends die just to be taken out by the plague. I would be like, no. I'll never die. But maybe, maybe they, like, I don't know. Like, I kind of wonder where they got it from. Like, did a flea bite them? Did someone cough on them? Okay, the plague in the U.S. is most common in rural and semi-rural areas. That's where the rats live. Of the western U.S. And particularly New Mexico, Arizona, and Colorado. Oh, no. Those are all nice places that are warm. Colorado is not that warm if you're in a mountain. Well, not if you're on the mountain, but you could, like, leave the mountain. I don't know. Illinois isn't warm ever. Uh, what about when Unless it's like 98 sweltering. degrees in the summer? And There's two seasons in house. Illinois. Winter and summer. Sweltering heat and uncomfortably you mean cold. and I'm freezing my arse off. That's all I have to say about this. Do you have anything you want to add? Don't catch the plague, kids. Wash your hands. Stay away from fleas. Don't put your poo in the street or in your wounds if you can avoid it. Yeah, because rats are attracted to poo. Also, for the love of God, proper hand washing hygiene. Like, rinsing your hand under water and then pulling it out is not washing your hands. Yeah. And neither is, like, um, well... You could use hand sanitizer if you're in a rush, but the problem is, like, if someone has C. diff and you've touched something, 
and then you touch your face or your mouth, like now you got the diff. I live in mortal fear of C. diff right now. You have no that's idea. That's completely understandable. But that's preventable by washing your hands. But you know what isn't preventable by washing your hands? The plague. Because it's not spread that way. <laughs> Bacteria. Okay, well. You get on your hand and then you. Oh, but I think I read that if it dries up, like if it dries up, it can't really survive. But your sneeze is able to be airborne for a whole hour. That's probably why you can breathe in it. <laughs> the aerosolized sneeze. Well, I so guess wash your nostrils. Our parting words are good luck out there. Don't get the plague. Stop breathing. Don't get bitten. All of these cures are quite interesting, but probably not recommended. So just go with like the modern day, uh, you know, go to your doctor, get antibiotics, tell the CDC, try not to spread your contagion. I would say that's the right way to go. Like someone tells the CDC and like, they like burn their house down. <laughs> oh my God. Not a terror organization. Oh my god, Annie. We need to do an episode about vaccines and that. Okay, we will do that another day. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Not Quite Right, an exploration of medical weirdness. Hi, it's uh, Kitty again, back from the future past. Um, If you like our podcast, please feel free to follow us on Facebook. Uh, Give us reviews and ratings. Um, Definitely anywhere where you find this podcast, put reviews and ratings. It helps the logarithm figure out that, hey, this is something worthwhile or maybe not so much. Um, Additionally, too, we want to give a special thanks to Scott Holmes for his song, Mellow Hello. Thank you and have a great night. Thank you.